right before we sat down to record today's show, Callie and I were having a discussion about today's show. And we, instead of giving you the regularly presented show, we're just going to continue that discussion with the microphones on. And you get to eavesdrop on our analysis of the Upside 2022 and what we are going to do differently in 2023. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same. Welcome to the Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, February 16th. My name is Jeff Toller. Today, I'm grateful for Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. First of all, how did you rattle off that date so quickly? Because we don't have it written down today. I thought, that was impressive. <laughs> I thought about it as I was setting up the computer and um, because I know Valentine's Day was Tuesday and today's Thursday and Valentine's Day was the 14th. It's easy to add to. I mean, that. you said that like it was your birthday. I know. There was not even a struggle. I was very impressed. November 10th. Um, would you care to elaborate? Yeah, we. it's been a day. So we are recording at an unusual time and Ellie is across the hall in our bedroom sitting in the middle of our bed, transfixed by Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. We could move out of this house right. and she would have no idea. Correct. Because she is so into Mickey Mouse clubhouse and nothing else really holds the attention that long. Right. Like that'll hold her attention for five or 10 minutes. And then she's like, oh, I'd rather play with toys or I'd rather whatever. Not with Mickey Mouse. Well, which blue- is unfortunate. Because I can't stand Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. (laughs) Really? It's like the nails on a chalkboard for me. And they have songs that are so catchy that I can't stop singing in my head. And that makes me not like it. All right. A couple things. One, um, she is transfixed by Bluey. The problem with Bluey is the episodes are 20 minutes long. And the time that it takes the are... Roku, our player, mm-hmm. to hit the next episode is enough time for her to climb down off the bed, come in here. They lost their audience. Right. So Mickey Mouse, I feel like those at Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse, I feel like those episodes are a day and a half long. They were doing a hide and seek thing with Donald mm-hmm. uh, one episode. And it, uh, I think about an hour into it, I was screaming at the screen, look in the airplane because <laughs> they... And you, it was, and you could see him in the background and mm-hmm. I get, it's probably all part of the market. So that's number one. The second thing is, uh, the Mickey Mouse clubhouse theme song and the hot dog. Hot song. dog. Yeah. Do, 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 do. That was horrible, but you know, that song, I was listening to it a couple of weeks ago and I, I just kept that. I'm like, that sounds so familiar. And finally I figured it out. Those songs are recorded by a band called They Might Be Giants. And when I was in my first couple years, like maybe senior of high school, first couple years of college, I probably saw They Might Be Giants five times in concert, six times. That is the most random thing you've ever told me. And because they were playing college. Did you Google it? Because you were like, this voice kind of sounds familiar. And I thought to myself, good for them, because here are your choices. When you become a musician of a, a successful musician of a certain age, you, ha- if you've been extremely successful, 
you just sit home and count your royalties money. You live off of your catalog. Yeah. yeah. And, and you just cash those checks and you don't have to do anything. Um, if you're a, if you're a super hardcore worker bee, you know, Rolling Stones, Elton John, Billy Joel, et cetera, you're still out there. Sticks. Sticks. Um, <laughs> the uh, Bruce Springsteen, the East Street Band, all of those types of bands, you're out there on a tour bus half the year. Yeah. You know, when you work for Sticks, how many shows did they do per summer? like a hundred shows a year or something. 123 to 35, I think. So between March, a lot. between March one and Thanksgiving, every other day they're somewhere. Yes. So they're either on a bus or on a stage. Yes. That's a grind. It is a grind. And what's the average age of those guys? Sixties? I don't know, actually. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, sure. I'm going to guess and say 65. It's too old to be living on a bus. And a stage. I get that you love it and you're in better shape than I will ever be. They really are. Yeah. So the guys in They Might Be Giants came up with a genius plan. Oh, I don't know who came up with the plan, but they've got, it's the best. They recorded a song to be used at Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse for Disney. They're sitting at home. They probably have kids that were recently Mickey Mouse Clubhouse age. So how cool is that? Mm -hmm. If your dad's the one singing the theme song. Yeah. And you're getting paid by Disney. In Jeff's head, they're literally taking a giant bathtub full of cash. Well, they're jumping into like like the DuckTales, the DuckTales money, the gold coin yeah. pit. That's what they're doing. Wouldn't that be so fun? Good if for you them. got the chance to like literally dive off of something. No, it would hurt. It would hurt. I remember thinking that as a kid too. That's how, that's, <laughs> that's how my brain I works. just mean the fantasy, not like- Reality, but like the DuckTales thing where it kind of looks like mac and cheese a little bit. Yeah. It's gotta be paper money. The coins would hurt. Yeah. But paper money's gross and it smells. So anyways, um, so that's why I'm grateful for Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for fresh flowers. We live walking distance to a Trader Joe's and we've never been that close to a Trader Joe's before. And we've had more fresh flowers that last in this house than ever. And I don't feel guilty about it because they're like five bucks. You know, you just Uh go in there. It's like $5. It's not like 30, 40 bucks or more. And they're great. And the thing is, if they died in three days, I wouldn't even be mad at them. It's like going to Waffle House and you don't care if the food is bad because you're like, well, it's only $3. Callie and I. Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm about to say? (laughs) We we're at a waffle house one time and this woman late night, right? Late night. Oh yeah. Like after we had been out and we were at waffle house and this woman comes in and she is like raging at the person working behind the counter about her eggs. From what I remember, it wasn't drunk raging. She was coherent. She, she may have been the designated driver of the group. I mean, she was livid and we're all kind of laughing because, and somebody like said, like, so we could all hear it. Like, you know, those eggs were $2, right? right? Like just by, like, this is like, ma'am, you're in a waffle. I think that's actually what someone said, ma'am, you're in a waffle house. I think the waffle house employee said, ma'am, you're in a waffle house. Right. Like, where do you think you are? But it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if you're a trader, like nobody's marching into Trader Joe's and being like, my $5 flowers died in two days. Like, it's just not happening. So anyways, I'm grateful for that. I think it brings joy to our house and it is a nice little pop of color that you so enjoy. So, so, so we're Callie and I were having a debate before the show, a conversation about 
how today's show should go. This is a broader conversation about how all of our shows should yes. go when we're having a day. I and I I feel like the upside with Callie and Jeff Dollar. This podcast has been a journey. And I feel like it's it's the next voyage of this journey. We're overdue to take the net to 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 explore. Shake it up a little bit. Yeah. To without, yeah. I don't want to make it sound like we're we're gonna trash the whole thing. But when the show started, it was all about the upside. We had a lot of negative stuff happening that happened in our lives that led us to creating the podcast. We started the podcast, we called it the upside. And over the course of the first six months of the podcast existence, it just proved to be exactly what we needed when we needed it. And this show truly to this day is our upside is when our, Jeff getting fired. It always will be. Yeah. And then COVID happened. So then we try to be the upside for just the chaos that was going on in the world. And, and that took a while. Then, um, the, the, just the news, everything I feel like from COVID up until sometime last year was just chaos, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was chaos. It just, everything was just chaotic. And I feel like we tried to be an, uh, a respite for the chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think we did a really good job of that. Um, but at some point last year, and this is just my personal opinion. So feel free to disagree with it if you want to be wrong. I feel like at some point last year, we would sacrifice our authenticity in order to create content for the upside. I don't think we were fake. I think that we felt like our sole job was to always be on and to be hopeful and to be, even if we were having like the worst day ever, because everybody else was also having a really hard time and it was just hard. So we yeah. were trying, we really, really wanted to be like your friend that you could go to when you're like, I just need some good in the world. Can you just make me feel better about life right now? And just don't talk to me about anything, you know, so super crazy, you know, not crazy, but yeah. And I think we did, a, I, I think we did that really well. I think we delivered on that really well. Um, but I think for people who listened to the show from the beginning and people who really, really knew us well, there were probably, I would almost promise that there were episodes where they, they were thinking, uh, they're not there. That's weird. Right. This, this is not a place. This doesn't sound like them, mm -hmm. you know, and that, but there was not really a lot that we could do about it because we were just navigating this. Growing By the business. way, it sounds like you're about to announce something really dire. Oh no, not you're not. All. This is just a conversation we were having. This is one of these things where we were talking about it before. So I said to Jeff, Mike, hit the mic. Yeah. Let's just like talk about it on the show. Cause you know, upside listeners are our friends anyway. So we include them in the conversation. But I think there was something really, really, I, I think over the past over the second half of last year, some stuff may have gotten lost in the, not lost, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I would, of 
of all the the six month periods, if you took every six month chunk of our show, of our entirety of our show, and broke broken into six month periods, I think the last six months of last year were my least favorite. I don't feel like we were we did the best quality of our shows. Yeah, then. yeah, and I th- I think the re- and it happens. Look, we do a yeah. daily show. Stuff goes on. We've done 1,100 episodes. Oh my gosh, we've done 1,100 episodes. We love it. Some days are more depleted than others. It just happens. But what we were talking about right before we turned the mics on is because I was having a horrible day before we turn on the microphones. I actually feel a little better talking right now, but I cried like half of yesterday. By the way, nothing health related. Oh no, zero. Which almost is, is complicating the whole thing because- the health related stuff and, and the, the movement toward the, the start of IVF and the movement toward uh, building baby number two is all going swimmingly. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, is all going to plan and even exceeding plans. We couldn't be more overjoyed about that. There's just been a couple. Well, here's okay. So I'll be real honest about this since we are, you know, being honest and open and then hoping that I, I am so not scared of talking about this, intimidated by talking about this, because you know how there's things in your life that you feel very secure about. You could talk about it all the time. Gratitude, one of them. I could talk about it, give me a stage, give me a mic, I'm great. Navigating corporate life, not something I'm particularly good at, and right now I'm having to make all sorts of decisions about things that, I'm not confident in. So I'm in this like process of like, okay, what's right for me? What's right for my family? What's right. And why is it so hard for me to like say what's right for me versus no, but I want everybody else to be happy. And I just am beating myself up over it because this is one part of my personality that I really am blessed and cursed by, which is the need to one, please other people to take care of other people and to take care of other people. And I feel like I love to take care of people, but I just get so caught up in it that sometimes I do it at the detriment of myself and in business, it can be really a bad quality to have because everybody else is looking out for themselves. And you're also looking out for everybody else and not looking out for yourself. So I am just in this like kind of losing sleep week of like, what is the right thing for me and my family? And I don't know what the answer is, but I feel so insecure. You do about, know what the answer is. I do, but I'm doubting myself and I feel about one centimeter tall. Yeah, it sucks. I really do. I don't think I've ever felt so small in my whole life. I'm going to cry talking about it again. This is the most frustrating thing. And I, when I get upset about something or when I get really ragey mad, I cry. (laughs) That's like my expression. It's very hard for me to yell. It's just not me. But I'm having a really hard time navigating this. And corporate, I mean, I just am not a corporate person. And I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand so, it. Sometimes, sometimes uh, business decisions defy logic. And it's to somebody who is so logical, which you are, and practical. Well, I'm logical, but also emotional. And emotional. And you are, and your number one signing board, me, is so logical that I actually get mad if if something isn't this makes 
why aren't we doing it A, B, and C? It makes so much sense. It's so obvious to me. Is anyways, the point of all this is right before the show, we were talking about how to what we're gonna do on the show. And we were about to to do a show where we just pulled in some topics based, you know, that we keep we both keep little notepads and our keeping page on our phone and things. And we were just gonna talk about some silly stuff. And I said, wait, this has been on my mind. I don't think we do that. I think we talk about it. I think and we I, talk about the fact that you've been like really upset all day because something's really frustrating you. And the danger is people, whenever we do stuff like this, we get feedback saying, I listen to you guys because you're the upside. Well, I, I also do think it's important to acknowledge that toxic upsidedness is a thing. It's toxic. Is that what you're saying? Toxic upsidedness, <laughs> yeah. you know? Toxic yeah. positivity. Yeah. You can't be 24-7, 365 overjoyed, unless you're T-Bird. T-Bird. Unless you're T-Bird. And she's just wired that way. But sometimes T-Bird runs out of milk or one of her roller blade skates gets wobbly. Mm -hmm. And that's going to cause her to have a bad afternoon. Mm -hmm. She's going to bounce back. But if you talk to her at that moment in time, she's going to be bummed yeah. that she doesn't have a glass of milk to drink, that her roller skates don't work whatever it is that she only saw a single rainbow and not a double rainbow. Something is going to, you know, throw her off for an afternoon. But when she gets out of bed the next morning, she's going to be, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But I think it's okay to acknowledge that sometimes. I just feel blah. really silly. And I think I feel silly talking about it because I truly feel like the only human being that works at a, at, in corporate America that doesn't understand corporate America. Like I really don't understand it. it I, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around and I feel like a weirdo. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like I'm sitting on this lone island going, hi, hi, um, I have a question. Right. And everyone's like, you're stupid. How do you not know this? And I'm like, I don't know, which is like not actually what happened, but it's, you know, in my head, that's how it's going. So I don't know. I feel very small right now. And that's my, <laughs> that's my Thursday. Uh, so that's my Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What does Jeff Bezos do every night before bed? He puts his pajamas on. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products that are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. They are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And the cause in Thrive Cosmetics is in there for a reason, because every time we make a purchase, they support organizations that help communities thrive. I have two top favorite products that I have been using for a couple of years now. One is the Brilliant Eye Brightener, and it's like kind of like a cream retractable stick and you put it on the inside of your eyes closest to your nose and it kind of gives you a little brightening look. It makes you look like you have on a bunch of fancy makeup even on the days when you don't. That's what I love about it the most. I also love the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara because it mimics the look of lash extensions without all the hassle and I love that. 
For every product that we purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside for 15% off your first order. If you're frustrated because there is something going on with your skin that you feel like you should be able to take care of at home with over-the-counter stuff, whether it's treatments or masks or whatever, but it's just not working, but you don't have the time to find a good dermatologist, get to an appointment, wait for them to diagnose you and go back and back and back for follow-ups, I got to tell you about something called apostrophe. They're one of our partners here on the upside and they are an online platform that will connect you with an expert dermatology team to get you a customized treatment for your unique skin from the comfort of your own home. You go online, you fill out an online consultation, you talk about your skin goals, your skin problems, your medical history, take a few pictures of your issues, and a board-certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. An apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, back acne, chest acne, even butt acne, all of that. But other things like dark spots or uh, dry skin, anything really that has to do with your skin. Apostrophe's mission is to empower you and help you feel confident and comfortable in the skin that you're in. There's a special deal for Upside listeners. You can get your first visit for only $5 by going to apostrophe.com slash upside and use code upside. The code is only available to upside listeners who use the code upside when they check out at apostrophe.com slash upside. Just go click, get started, use the code and your first visit is only $5. Thank you to apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate our upside partners and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the upside, visit CallieAndJeff.com. I'm really embarrassed for the way that you and I behaved in front of Ellie yesterday, and we can never, ever do this again. What did we do? We were upstairs. I built Ellie a fort in her room. So the three of us were under the blankets. You had just we gotten We were in home. the fort. Mm-hmm. We were all in the fort, and the doorbell rang. Now, we can tell whether it's a legitimate visitor versus a package delivery based on the dog's reaction. The dog, if somebody rings our doorbell, both dogs charge to the front door. Sadie, if she sees that there's nobody there, turns around and she does like, yeah, this is not worth my energy. She doesn't even get all have all the way down the stairs. Lazy. Right. Um, and then Lily will usually give a few barks to the person departing. But if the if the barking is sustained or Sadie makes it all the way to the door, there's a visitor. So we got out of the fort and we looked down and it was our neighbors and there, it was our neighbors, three kids. They were delivering Girl Scout cookies that yes. we had ordered a couple of weeks ago. But Callie and I looked at each other and, and, and Callie says, you go get it. And because we couldn't see who it was. We knew it was three kids. We didn't know who it was at that point. I said, I don't want to get it. You go get it. I'll get the dogs. She said, I'll get the dogs. In front of Ellie, we're debating. Who's going to hold the dogs back? Who's going to answer the door? Who's going to have human interaction? And I don't want that. I want 
there to be joy when someone comes to our door. Delight. Oh, happy day. Who is here to see us? Yeah. And it was super cute because we have the best neighbors. Like our neighbors are so cute. Our neighborhood's cute. And they, I invited them in and they came in and they're, you know, kids, their kids got to see Ellie's, you know, toys and stuff like that. And I think I came up with something with the mom. Here's what I think we do. I think we have a neighborhood toy swap. Yes. And after the kids go to bed, cause kids get attached to stuff and then, and then they get all upset about it, even if they haven't touched it in months. So what I proposed to this mom that was at our house yesterday is what if the kids go to bed and we each bring three toys that our kids have ignored for at least a month. What if and we, then we all trade. Cause her kids came in overjoyed about the toys at our house. So beyond excited things that Ellie hasn't touched in like three weeks, you know, like hasn't and, even looked at in three weeks and wouldn't even miss if they were gone. Wouldn't better, I know if it left better. You know what we do is we just find whoever has the most central house that all the baby monitors reach. We just bring the toys into their garage after all the kids go to bed and the parents all have a wine and toy swap party. I know. I, with all, I think with all, the, with all the baby monitors mo- mounted up on the wall, like a, like traffic cams. Like we're all watching. Station. We're all on the same street. We're all two feet from our kids, but uh, yeah, we need to have a toy swap. And guess what? Our kids will think it's Christmas. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is people who love documentaries about true crime and stuff like that. Can I just apologize for wrinkling that paper right into the microphone? Yeah, that was a little, um, I, I, I did it accidentally and it honestly, it's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, that was, it was like one of those, you know, where people are opening candy at yeah. like a ballet or something. Yeah. yeah. That, you're, you're that old lady. Do you remember when sun chips, the snack announced that they had a completely biodegradable bag? So, oh, and it was so loud that was, everyone was like, what the heck? It was uncomfortably loud. Yeah. The gimmick was if you left it in the sun for four days, it dissolved into nothing, mm-hmm. you know, but, or something like that, or you, you got it wet or buried it or whatever, but it was, <laughs> it was so loud. Anywho, my pet peeve is radio and podcast people who crinkle paper into the microphone. Look how busy I am. That's what I it have is. So much prep. I have so much prep and I'm so busy. I used to work with, with a guy who used to do that with the news back when newspapers were a thing, Mm -hmm. whenever he would be reading something out of the newspaper, he would hold it in front of the microphone and like snap it and whatever. And finally I was like, dude, you got to do that. It's got to stop doing that. It's so distracting. So, well, I want people to know I'm reading out of the newspaper. I said, I think they got the idea when you said I'm reading from the paper right now. (laughs) Right. Right. And now you're that guy. Yeah. Okay. So your first random thing is if you are someone that loves true crime and you find yourself curious about morbid things, there is a biological reason for it. And it is self-protection. Oh, you said this for so long that that watching Dateline just prepares you for the, the serial killer that you'll eventually encounter. Experts say that watching true crime shows is our way of preparing for similar situations in the real world. Now, the only downside of this, they said, is obviously you could become paranoid and then you don't you think everybody's against you or harmful or whatever. And then that can be a little bit harmful. But overall, it's a good thing to be into the true crime stuff because you are preparing for the worst. It's a survival mechanism. Your second random thing is uh, is is 
uh, horrifying and hilarious, but a couple in Canada left the country in January of 2022 for an extended business trip. Uh, two individuals, while they were gone, hired a real estate agent and put this traveling couple's home on sale using fake identification. They sold the house, right? And several months after the sale, the actual homeowners found out that it was sold without their consent and they have yet to find the people who got all the proceeds for, from it. That's horrible. How does that even, it seems like there's a lot of checks and balances in the real estate industry. So how, how there, there does that of, fall through so many layers? I'm just imagining them coming home. Cause you know, after a trip, like the, what, what does everybody say on the way home from a long trip? Oh, I can't wait to sleep in my own bed tonight. Do you think that you walk in the house and are like, do we have amnesia? Like, no. did we forget that? Like, I don't, what? I don't even think. I, you don't think you'd question yourself? It's like. No, I wouldn't we, even get to the house. I would stand in the front yard and look at the front porch and think, wait a minute. Did I? We didn't have planters. Do we have planners on the front porch? I would question my own memory. You know, when you get to work and there's a surprising number of people in the parking lot and you yes. think, is it Saturday? Right. It's like the same thing. Like you start to question yes. your entire life yep. because somehow you're the one mixed up in this, in this equation. And your third random thing is to keep your Valentine's Day flowers looking good. Experts are giving the traditional advice that I've heard a couple times, right? Like you cut the bottoms at an angle, um, room temperature, water, clean out the water, use a little packet. They give you, if they give you one, here's one I did not know. You are supposed to keep your flowers away from fruit. Really? Really. And we, ours is right next to our fruit bowl. Cause the few, the fruit gives off gases that decay the flowers. Yeah. Ripening fruit, especially bananas release small what? amounts of gas, which can speed up the aging process of flowers and wilt them before their time. And also this is why you don't put fresh bananas next to your old bananas. Banana farts. Banana farts. Banana farts. will go poorly quicker. Banana farts ruin everything. Banana farts ruin everything. You can take that away from the show knowing that we sent you off into the world with something wonderful and maybe helpful. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I wonder if there's a legal age when someone can take on an endorsement. Do you have to be an adult to do a true endorsement? I'm asking for Ellie because the other night after her bath, I hear her coming down the hall toward the studio where I was working. And I hear her saying over and over again, I'm cozy. I'm so cozy. <laughs> I am so cozy. And Callie had wrapped her in one of our cozy earth towels. I did. And you must have said, you're cozy or something about her being cozy. I said, are you so cozy? And she's like, I'm cozy. I'm cozy. And then I was like, go show daddy. And she walks into like our studio because daddy, I'm cozy. I'm cozy. And I couldn't get to flip the microphones. I'm fast enough to get her to record it. But that right there, I mean, come on, cozy earth. That's your new spokesperson. Because she'll tell you. She's cozy. She'll tell you. Well, and she'll tell you what she really thinks. 
So I promise you that the next time Ellie gets a bath, as soon as she gets out of it, I'm going to be standing by with a microphone and a recorder to get that. So, uh, and then she could do, she could technically now do the call to action, right? She could say, mm-hmm. like we would say, if you want to save 40% on anything that Cozy Earth has to offer, go to CallieandJeff.com slash, and then Ellie would say. Cozy. Hey guys, so I literally was talking to my husband last night about if we ever won the lottery and had the money to build our own house. I know one like ridiculously rich person saying that I would want to do in the house and y'all started talking about the lottery today. So this might be fun to kind of fantasize about and see what other people think. But if we ever won a big lottery and were able to build our own house, I would want to have something in my bathroom, like a special dryer that I could throw my towels into. So every time I'm showering, I can get out to a warm, hot towel. So love your show. Bye. Kelly, I was calling about the um, story you were telling about the man who called you and told you to stop spam calling him. And it reminded me a few years ago, um, you know, we rent and I, we just moved in and I needed to call the leasing office. So instead of going directly to their website, I just Googled like, you know, property, leasing office, whatever. And I call that number, this guy answers and he just goes like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, hi, I'm looking for the leasing office. And he's like, Nope, this is the wrong number. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I call back again. Same thing happens. He's like, Nope, this is the wrong number. He's like, I should have told you the first time that Google has the wrong number by one digit. Um, you have to call the number that's on their actual page. He's like, I don't know where this leasing office is. I don't live there. I don't work there, but um, I can't change my number because it's my work number. So I have to answer all the calls. And I'm like, okay. Then months go by. I accidentally make the same mistake. I call this guy's phone and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for the leasing office. And he goes, nope, their number is. And he just spouts it out without even like the spiel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Does this happen a lot? He goes, ma'am, it happens every day. So he's memorized this leasing office's phone number. And he's like, I need to answer my phone in case it's for my work. So yep, um, I've called Google, I've called the leasing office and no one can seem to fix it. So I just thought it was funny, this poor guy. Anyways, bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Eileen. I uh, just wanted to comment on your uh, takeaway, Jeff, from today and the TikTok video about being your hottest, uh, most confident self, I think, um, because it, it did make sense to me, Jeff. So I just wanted to give you that encouragement. Um, I understood exactly what y'all were saying, and it was what I needed to hear today. So I can appreciate uh, the podcast for that because I feel like I do take something away almost every day. But I'm in discussions right now at work about my compensation and getting a raise and, you know, possibly looking for a lateral position or even a promotion. Um, and I just never seem to have confidence in what I'm saying. And so this really hit home with me and I'm going to try to go in there today. And if, if we're still discussing it, uh, just try to be as confident as I can. So I needed that video and I needed that takeaway. So thank you very much. And y'all have a great day. Bye. This is your morning reminder that you're too high maintenance to go to prison. And also, you don't look good in orange. Some people get out early for good behavior, but let's be honest, that's not going to be you. So be nice to people today.